Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope wherever you're listening, you are blessed by this week's message. Today, 
That stops today because we're going to take a look at some individuals in the Bible who could have allowed their reason to stop them from praying big, but they didn't. And we're going to take a look at how we can learn from that and apply it in our own lives. Good? So what's holding you back from praying big? You know, a big one is fear. Fear holds people back all the time. And I want to take a look at Moses, because Moses could have allowed fear to hold him back. If we take a look at the, at the beginning of Exodus and we learn that Moses in his past, he had committed murder. He questioned himself. He doubted himself when, when God called him. He made excuses, and he even told God, look for somebody else. However, that did not stop Moses from praying big. Because we know that that was all uh, rooted in fear. And what I love about Moses is that he, he prayed big. And there were several big prayers um, that we can take a look at. But specifically, I want to go into Exodus 32, verses 9 through 14. Exodus 32, 9 through 14. Now, let me give you a quick backdrop. Drop. This is where Moses was up on the mountain, and the Lord was giving him the Ten Commandments. And Moses had told the people to wait. But what happened? It had been about 40 days, and they got impatient, and they decided to create their own idol. And so they gathered their, their jewelry, and they created a golden calf, which they worshiped. And this infuriated God. And this is where we're going to pick up in Exodus 32, 9 through 14. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger, my anger may burn against them and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. And he said, why should your anger burn against your people whom you brought out of Egypt? With great power and a mighty hand, why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he, has, he had threatened. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for your word that is alive and active, Lord. I just pray, God, that you give us a greater revelation of you, God. Give us a greater revelation of your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can you tell I love to pray? I do. <laughs> Um, speaking of prayer, if you need prayer, stand by after service. We have a prayer team that is willing, eager, and able. So stay on the lookout for that, for that Zoom info after the service. All right. So back, uh, back to the scripture. Man, God was upset. God was angry. He had made up his mind. He's like, I'm upset. I am angry. I'm going to destroy these people. And that's it. However... God gave Moses space to speak. Write this down. God gives me space to speak, so pray big. Come on, come on. God gives me space to speak, so pray big. You have VIP access. And if you didn't know, now you know. I'm in Brooklyn. Don't come for me. Listen, I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> 
God gives me space to speak, so pray big. Man, I love in Psalm 31, 8, where it says, you have set my feet in a spacious place. The Lord has set your feet in a spacious place. Man, you know, think about where you are in life right now. Think about your job. Think about your home. Think about your community. Think about your city. Think about your state. Think about your nation. Think about this generation. Think about the next generation. Think about the influence that you have on social media and so on. Whether you know it or not, whether you want to realize it or not, all these things are affected by you. God has given you space right where you are to pray big. Yeah, God has given you space right where you are to pray big. And he wants to use you in every single platform that you are in. My God, that's amazing. So let's, let's go back to the scripture again. Because, you know what? God didn't have to hear Moses out. He didn't. God could have just said, listen, I'm upset. And I'm going to destroy these people. And that's it. But he listened to Moses. And he will listen to you in the name of Jesus. Man, I love this. We're going to go to verse 10. Because God made it clear, he made it crystal clear, that he was going to destroy the people, but make Moses into a great nation. All right. Listen. <laughs> if that was me, if God, if that was me, um, I don't know if I would have been like Moses. You know, I would have said, well, God, you know what? Yeah, these people messed up. They're stiff-necked. They're stubborn. Listen, do what you got to do. <laughs> like, listen, who am I, right? Do what you got to do. I, you're going to make me into a great nation, so I'm good. But no, Moses, man, <laughs> Moses was for the people. He was pleading for his people. He was reminding God of how precious they are to him. Write this down. Pray big for others. Don't be selfish with your prayers. Pray big for others. Don't be selfish with your prayers. And I want to continue to unpack this a little more because there's so much um, to learn here. So think about it. Moses and God are having a conversation, right? Moses is, is thinking all is good because he had told the people to wait. But God at some point was like, wait, Moses, pause. So they're going crazy, and I'm going to have to take care of this. And, and we mentioned already that Moses could have stayed quiet, right? He could have said, yeah, you're right, you know, okay, destroy it. But he didn't. On the other hand, Moses, as a leader, could have easily gotten angry. He could have easily said, man, these guys are, are, are disobedient. They're disrespectful. I told them to wait, and they didn't. But what was Moses' instant response it was to seek the Lord's favor for the people. It was to seek the Lord's favor for the people, not to form a conclusion, not to form an opinion about what was happening, but to seek the Lord. Wow. My God, wow. write this down. Jesus. I am not the judge. God is. My job is to pray, so pray big. I am not the judge. God is. My job is to pray, so pray big. All right, so I got a quick testimony, right? I was in Brooklyn in a big intersection on Linden Boulevard and Elder Lane, if some of you guys know where that is. And I'm waiting for my friend on the sidewalk, and I see a guy on a four-wheeler, on an ATV, with no helmet. I mean, that's, anyway. So he, he's turning into Elder Lane, and guess what? His motor shuts off completely 
right in the middle of the intersection. And everybody's looking. He's trying to rev it up, and it's not working. And I kind of don't want to look because I know what that feels like. You know, you don't want to feel hot and pressure. You're like in, in the middle there. But I'm kind of looking. Everybody's waiting, and he's trying to rev it up, and nothing. And then we're, we're seeing that the, that the light is about to change. And we're like, oh, my God, what is, what is he going to do? And then whew, God arrested my heart <laughs> right then and there. Bear with me with my sound effects. I told you I'm excited. <laughs> so God said, go pray for him. I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I don't know this guy. What am I going to say? I'm too shy. This is weird. We don't know each other. And so this was happening. Me and God was just kind of like going back and forth. Then what happens? The guy ends up getting off the four-wheeler and pushing it to the corner. And um, so I turned around, my heart thumping, my knees shaking like a leaf, and I'm like, okay, God, whatever. You know what? I'm just going to ask him if he wants prayer. That's it. If he says yes, I don't even know what I'm going to pray. But God, that's all I'm going to do. So the guy said yes. The guy said yes to prayer. And I'm not going to, man, not even five seconds later, as soon as I finished praying, the guy turned on the thing, and he was on his way. He looked at me in disbelief. (laughs) He was like, what? Like, God is my mechanic. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) God is my mechanic. I declare that. Um, And he was on his way. And then God was like, you are not the judge. Mm-hmm. I am. Your job is to pray big. You are not the judge. I am. Your job is to pray big. Man, I love how God talks to me. Yes, yes. You know, um, so okay, back to Moses. We see that Moses' instant response was to seek the Lord's favor. And you know what? If you read a little bit further, you do see that he he got in his flesh a little bit because Moses went down to the mountain and he saw what was happening and he was like, nah, he got angry. But he ended up checking his people. But then ultimately you see later in Exodus, Exodus 33 that he pleaded for his people again. Look at where Moses' heart was, Lord. That's amazing. Now, um, let's go to verse 12. And in verse 12, man, <laughs> Moses told God straight up, turn from your fierce anger, relent. In other words, change your mind and do not bring disaster on your people. Moses, that was bold of Moses. Yeah, write this down. Be bold, Mabe. Well, don't put Mabe, put your name. <laughs> Be bold. Becky, be bold (laughs) and write your name. Be bold. Tell God what I want from him. So pray big. Be bold, Mae. Tell God exactly what I want from him. So pray big. And what happened after that? We see in verse 14, then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. My God, the Lord changed his mind because of what Moses said. You have power. You have power in your mouth. There is power. Your words have power. Why? Because we see it here in Moses and we see it all over the Bible. Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. What is coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth when you're around people, when you're by yourself? What is coming out of your mouth? Why? Because, I mean, first of all, God is always listening. People can hear you and your subconscious can hear you. 
man, what is coming out of your mouth? So what's holding you back from praying big? You know, Moses' fears could have held them back, right, from praying big. But nonetheless, God heard him. And God will hear you in the name of Jesus. How do we know that? We also know that because Psalm 116, 2 says, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. My God. That is just super encouraging. (laughs) You know, those times that you don't want to pray, those times that you're tired, those times that you may not know what to say, just knowing that he will bend down is beautiful. You know, It's like, let your breath before God. Let your breath before God today and every day in the name of Jesus. You know, let me tell you about what, let me tell you that fear could have held me back a couple years ago and how I did not allow fear to hold me back from praying big. In 2018, I was at a job for almost five years, and I felt my time there had come to an end. And normally, I would get my resume out, I would spread the word, and um, just make moves. But this time, I sought God because I wanted to be in alignment with what he had for my life. And I just felt him call me into a deeper, deeper level, deeper in prayer, and, and just to spend more time with him. And you know what? I dealt with fear. I did. I dealt with fear of not having another job lined up. I dealt with not knowing if I was making the right move. I dealt with trusting God with my finances uh, with a big one. But I prayed big. I prayed big. I believed God. Um, I I fasted. And after a few months, I felt the peace to leave uh, that December in 2018. So now I entered 2019 unemployed, but I was busy. I was busy working out. I was busy praying for others. And I was, I was busy praying. And thank God, I didn't like a thing. Glory to God. Not one thing. And if you would have asked me, I would have told you life is great. I mean, I would always tell you. I would always tell you life is great. Um, you know, I even did a half marathon in, in March. And, you know, exercise and, and healthy eating. I was like this. <laughs> See ya. I deserved it. I deserved it. You know? And then what happens? Then June comes, and, you know, I, I noticed that my belly had started growing after, after the race was over. And my family and friends were constantly and consistently just concerned, you know, go get checked. And deep down, I, I felt a discomfort, but I brushed it off because I was just like, man, I just, I just threw out exercise and healthy eating, you know, like... That, that's the reason why. Um, but ultimately, I ended up going to a, a city MD just to get them off my back. Because I was like, I, I just wanted to bring that paper and say, look, I'm good. Like, it's just a little bloating. I'm good. Um, but that's not what happened. When I went to city MD, the doctor was instantly alarmed. She sent me to the ER. At the ER, through CAT scan and ultrasound, they, f- they found a huge 36.4 centimeter in my belly. Ooh, yeah. They found a huge 34.6 centimeter um, in my belly. And for the next three days, I would have doctors in and out my, my hospital um, my, my hospital room um, trying to figure out what, what was going to happen, what to do. And in that time, I'm so grateful for my friends and family that were there. I'm so grateful for the prayer warriors that were there. But you know what? I was praying big. 
I was believing what God's word was saying, that by his stripes, I am healed, that I will live and not die. I had my scriptures. I had like 12 um, scriptures of healing on my wall that I was constantly looking at. Why? Because fear was trying to grasp me. Fear was trying to scare me. And I needed the word of God. I had my Bible there. And so that, that's how I got, um, got through that. Now, you know, ultimately, I agreed to have surgery. I had 34 staples across my belly. You know, they ended up um, taking out the tumor. The tumor did end up testing malignant, a.k.a. cancer. Uh, but the surgery was a success. It was out. That, that tumor did not burst. It did not spread. It did not break. Woo! Your girl is here today cancer-free. Cancer-free. My God. Alive. And I'm fit. You know? <laughs> but glory, glory, glory to God. But hear me. I say all of that. I say all of that. Because praying big was a prerequisite for what I was about to go through in that season. Praying big was a prerequisite for what I was about to go through in that season. God needed me to answer the call to that, to that higher level of, of, of praying, of, of discipline in my prayer life. I needed my prayer life to be at a higher level. My God, my God. You know, not, not only um, to take that literal leap of faith to leave my job without having anything lined up, but also to face the biggest health scare I've had in my entire life. My God. And you know what? <laughs> I cannot tell you what the outcome would have been if I had not answered God's call seriously. I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you if I would have not taken God's call seriously. So I don't know what season you're in. I don't know what season you're getting ready to get into. But what I do know is that God wants you to pray big today. God wants you to pray big today. So what's holding you back from praying big? What's holding you back from praying big? You know what? I'm going to pause and pray right now for someone who maybe has cancer. Someone who maybe has some type of disease. Maybe the doctors told you there's no hope. Let me pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. I declare your word over that person, Lord God. I declare your word, Heavenly Father, healing, complete healing and restoration in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord God, that all their organs are working the way they are supposed to uh, function in the name of Jesus, Lord God. That by your stripes, this person is healed, Lord God. That you have already taken up all their infirmities and all their diseases in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord God. Your word is the truth, Lord God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away away, Lord God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that this person will live and not die, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for their life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm standing in agreement with that. So what's holding you back from praying big? I want to take a look at a king named Hezekiah. This is in 2 Kings 20, verses 1 through 7. And it says, in those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember me, Lord, 
how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up from the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend the city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Amen. My God. Write this down. Do not let bad news hold you back from praying big. Do not let bad news hold you back from praying big. You know what? I'm going to go a little extreme. I'm going to say do not let death hold you back from praying big. Ooh, I know those are big words, but why? Death wasn't knocking on Hezekiah's door. The door was open. Death was like, yo, I'm coming to pick you up, so like, <laughs> let's go. But... No. <laughs> as soon as, you know, as soon as Hezekiah got these news, what did he do? He turned to the Lord. He prayed. As soon as you hear bad news, turn to the Lord and pray. This is a good habit to have. You know, I love that Hezekiah uh, prayed for himself. You know, there's nothing wrong in praying for yourself. Um, I know we mentioned earlier, pray big for others. Don't be selfish. But by all means, that doesn't mean don't pray for yourself. Write this down. Pray big for myself. Pray big for myself. Um, you know, I love how we, we notice how Hezekiah pleaded for himself, but he didn't specifically ask for 15 more years, if you notice. He was just pleading for his life. But God... God added the 15 years to his life. God knows your heart's desires, and I know God will surpass your heart's desires. You got to trust him. Trust him. You know, God blessed Hezekiah abundantly, and the word says that Jesus came to give life and to give it abundantly. So declare that over your life. Man, this is amazing. Um, you know, God added the 15 years to Hezekiah's life. But not only did he do that, he blessed the entire city as well. Hear me when I say this. You have no idea how your prayers will affect you and other people. You have no idea. Do you have no idea what God will do with your prayers? So pray big. Not only has Hezekiah's prayer abundantly blessed him, but an entire city. That's, in, that's amazing. So pray big, people of God. <laughs> pray big. Lastly, I want to take a look at one more individual. And this is found in Luke 23, verses 39 to 43. And this is when Jesus was on the cross with the other two uh, men. Luke 23, verses uh, 39 to 42, right before Jesus died. And it says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled in insults at him. Are you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly. For we are getting what our deeds deserve, but this man has done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm -hmm. 
And Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. My God, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That was bold. The fact that he was a criminal did not hold him back from praying big. That did not hold them back. So I don't know, you may or may not be a criminal, but maybe you're not. Maybe you just, maybe you have guilt in you. Maybe you're feeling heavy. Not even that should hold you back from praying big. Look at this guy. This guy was a criminal on the cross. And, and Jesus at the cross had mercy, forgave him even at the cross. You know, some of you may think it's too late, but it's not. It's not too late. Don't allow fear, guilt, doubt, any of those things to, to hold you back from praying big because we have a big God that is always listening. Yeah. We have a big God that is always listening. You know, I want to pray right now for those who are feeling heavy, for those that they just feel like there's a, there's a blockage that, that's stopping you from praying big. I want to stand in agreement right now with you. And we're going to declare um, the, the, the word of the Lord over you. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this moment, Lord God. I thank you, God, that even when we don't think about you, you think about us, Lord God. You're thinking about that individual right now that's listening to this message, Heavenly Father, that you have not forgotten this person, Heavenly Father, God, that you said, Lord God, that nothing can separate you, Lord God, from their love, Lord God, from loving them, Heavenly Father. Nothing they have done, nothing, Lord God, they will do in the future, Lord God, will separate your love. Lord God, for, for coming on to them, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, I pray for your supernatural peace over them in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that they would know, Lord God, that you have called them to be great, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord God, that you encourage them every single day, Lord God, that you are the light and you made them to be the light. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord God, that you made them, Heavenly Father God, to be amazing, Lord God, and to be great, Lord God, not only in the afterlife, Heavenly Father, but in this life, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus. So I pray right now, Lord God, for every barrier to be broken. Hallelujah. For every barrier, anything that is holding them back, fear, guilt, Lord God, disobedience, anything, Lord God, for it to be broken now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I declare right now that you will pray big. That if you have not prayed big, you will pray big today in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed and highly favored. You have a God that is alive and active today in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your presence, Heavenly Father. Oh, yes, Lord God. I pray your strength over that person, Lord God. Remind them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, Lord God. Hallelujah. That they were made in your image, Lord God, and that you make no mistakes. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for this beautiful person that is listening right now, Lord God, that you make them clean, Heavenly Father, that you wash them clean, Lord God, hallelujah, that you see, Lord God, what Jesus did for them on the cross, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh God, I thank you, Lord, we thank you for this moment, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, you are blessed, you are new, yes, pray big, don't allow anything to hold you back, you know, I want to speak to one more person. One more person. That person who has been running away. You have not said yes to Jesus. You have not surrendered yourself to Jesus. You're thinking, maybe, man, I got to wait. You know, I have to fix some things. But no. God is 
said, I want you now, I want you today, just how you are. You, you cannot change by yourself. You cannot. No one can change by yourself. Jesus, you need Jesus' love, his help, and, and his strength to move forward and to push forward. So I just want you right now to, to make that decision. That is the best decision of your entire life. And right now, um, just close your eyes and, and, and uh, repeat after me. Say, Lord, I come to you, God, and I surrender. Oh, come into my heart. Receive me. I believe Jesus died and rose for me. I need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our website at www.nylifechurch.com and click on the gift tab. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Go and live a purpose-driven life.